0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the corner of Truth and Courage here with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. We've been talking to you all week about getting victory over temptation, something that we all struggle with, uh, that we never completely arrive and don't have to deal with and so we are talking about that this week and Tom you had uh you had something that I thought was was very interesting and important to mention that you wanted to elaborate on to start the show there
1: yeah I want to begin Tyler with this notion here there you know it kind of, kind of reminds me of this story of a guy you know he's he's guys on a horse and he's riding fast he's galloping down the lane and someone calls out where are you going mm-hmm. and he replied I don't know ask the horse You know, he's just meandering through life. He really doesn't have any goals or any plans in his life. He's just kind of going one day to the next. A lot of Christians are living their life that way. They're sleepwalking. Yeah. You know, how many actions do we do each day that we didn't actually vote on? You know, Mm -hmm. do we actually sit down and say, "You know, well, I plan to do this and this and this," and we find ourselves involved in doing other actions there that we just did not plan for. And uh, and we're not really aware. We're not making plans for our life. And my point is this: that we have got we got to bring some discipline into our life there. And uh, and realize this: that it's not the big things that's in this world that gets us to falter. Mm-hmm. Elephants don't bite. It's the small things in this world that bite us. Yeah. And and so we've got to be alert and be aware. Uh, and, and Paul said it this way in First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, but I keep my body uh, and bring it under subjection, yeah. lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I, might, uh, I should be a castaway. In other words, I don't want to be a bad example. I don't want to be a stumbling block. I don't want my life to be a reason why other people are going to mess up yeah. and stumble because of something that I've done or an example that I've led there. I want to make sure every step. So everything I do, I'm going to keep it under subjection. Yeah. That takes discipline.
0: I would call that being watchful. Yeah. Right? Which is what yeah. we're told over and And over. the
1: Bible, we talked about this, I think, last week, walking circumspectfully. Mm-hmm. You know, looking all the ways around <clears throat> and stuff, realizing the devil wants to destroy us. He wants to trip us up. He wants to sift us like weed, as it says in Mark. And and so we need to, if you're living your life and meandering as a Christian, just hoping you're going to end up in victory. You're not going to get there. Yeah, you know, You've know got to be aiming yourself in a direction. You need some discipline in your life. No athlete won a contest simply just because he just meandered his way onto the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Okay? He had purpose. He, he planned, he trained, he disciplined himself and prepared his body for the race. And the Bible says, you know, we're in a race. Yeah, spiritual race, you know, and don't be looking back and putting your hand to this, that, and the other, and uh, and you're you're going to be a, a victim. The devil's going to sift you and destroy you. Yeah, and uh, we want to be overcomers. And so we've been talking all this week about uh, having victory over temptation. That's the beginning point. You know, we don't get into sin until first there was a temptation. Yeah, that thought, captivating our thoughts, and overcoming. Those things we talked about the three C's earlier in the day. If you missed any of these broadcasts, you can re-listen to them online at FortressOfFaith.com. dot com, or if you have Spotify, we're now on Spotify. You can capture our uh, listen to our shows in your car or wherever you your listening device on Spotify as well.
0: Yeah, that's very good. Um, and and there's some other. I did a big study actually before this week and I looked up the word tempted and temptation all the different areas of the Bible of it the different scriptures of it. The word tempt or or tempted is found 44 times in the Bible. Most 80% of the time it talks about how we should not tempt God, right? And and over and over it talked about how the children of Israel
1: did tempt God. And, and, and uh, what, what do we mean by that? Not I, tempt I was, him to sin. Yeah. But tempt him test him to put in front of him reason that he would bring judgment Mm -hmm. you know to get him angry because you know we're we're, um i talked about yesterday a friend of mine who really messed up because uh, another colleague at his at work was pushing his buttons Mm -hmm. and and what is he doing he's tempting him yeah i'm testing you i dare you I'm, i'm trying to uh get you to fall uh, what did the Pharisees and Sadducees and many of the scribes try to do with Jesus? They tried to ask him questions, tempting him. The word tempting is a larger word than just, you know, um, tempting, but it's kind of like a snare. Mm-hmm. The I think the word snare is in the Bible over a hundred times, and mm-hmm. and that's where sin is and that's where temptation is. It's a snare, and they were setting out snares to get Jesus to say something that would get him into trouble. And the verse you just quoted about tempting God means, you know, don't push me to try to get me to, you know, cause judgment to come on you. Yeah, and and one of the things I love,
0: I don't know about you, but about the Gospels are um, Jesus lives, one of the verses that are in Proverbs, that says, "...he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down and without walls." When you look at jesus when they when they put him in these predicaments where they wanted him to they try to snare him like you said or they try to they try to put it, back him up into a corner so to speak he uh he never reacted quite the way that i would have you know i i would always kind of put myself in that situation and i usually would be the guy that take my sword out you know like peter and cut your ear off you know pretty much right off the bat like you like you see there uh but god doesn't do that he does, he, he he has rule over his own spirit you know he I believe the biblical word you would use is temperance, right? You have control over your attitude there, and uh, and there are some other scriptures too that throughout throughout the study here that I wanted to bring up to you. Uh, some because there are some truths on there that I think are worth mench- mentioning, and then others honestly are questions I have that I wanted to see if maybe you could shed some light on for me. Okay. First, <laughs>
1: so, First Corinthians. Right, we'll so you're going to be quizzed then. here. All, all right? right,
0: we'll see how that goes. Then First Corinthians chapter ten and verse twelve says, "Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall." Uh, there hath no temptation taken taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that he may be able to bear it. And so, number one, what I have some, something that I want to mention uh, that we deal with or that we have seen many times at the Victory Ranch there is, is you see a guy and they go through the program, they graduate, they get that little certificate that says, I've graduated. And sometimes that's what they put their faith in. You know, the fact that they've gotten through a program and they get to go home waving this certificate there. But that's not really what the program's about. The program is about getting rooted in the things of Christ. And and while you're at the ranch, you've got all this accountability. You have people that make you spend time with God each yeah. and every day. Um, but, but here's the thing. When you graduate, it's not about that piece of paper. And when you don't have all that accountability, are you still spending time with
1: God now that someone's not making you? You know, uh, when we're at church and we're in a program or at camp or in a program like this, uh, like you're talking about there, everybody's wanting your success, you know, the, and everybody's helping you to get to your success spiritually. They're giving you the Word of God. They're upholding you in prayer and all that kind of stuff there. And uh, then you get to the real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you're in the environment around your Christian brothers and sisters in Christ, and, and you, you know, you're not going to let that tongue rip out with uh, the vile, language that maybe you're still practicing that you still have temptation to get into. Yeah. So you're not going to, you know, get into that because you're not going to pull out a beer and light up a cigarette or some drugs and that stuff. But back when you're with your friends that do that stuff, that's when the challenge is really yeah. there.
0: And, and I would say this. When I left the ranch, you know, when I when I went to the ranch, I wasn't doing drugs anymore. I went there as a staff member, all those different things. But I remember when I left the ranch, even as a staff member, while I was there, the devil stopped trying to tempt me to drink and do different things because he realized I wasn't going to. There's no way I was going to get away with that. There, when I moved out though, and I wasn't married at this time, right? It was just me. I tell you what, man, the very first day I remember him whispering all kinds of things in my ear. Hey, you could go drink a beer right now. Nobody'd ever find out. That's right. You know what? He was right. Yeah, and that was a strong. I could. I could feel that oppression that Satan was trying to, and that temptation that he was bringing back these things he hadn't done in a long time. Because now the circumstances were different. The accountability was gone. Um, But let's look at that verse again here. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. One of the first things that you'll see happen with with first generation Christians like myself is that after we get saved and God has been so real in our lives, we want to go back. We know a lot of lost people. And we want to go back to them and, and, and be a, a light to them and, and share with them. We want them to get saved, really, is what we want. And that's not a bad desire to have, but I see this happen time and time again, that, that, that when a man graduates, he goes back and puts himself in, in a circumstance or a situation that he, he believes he is strong enough to sustain himself in but isn't. Yeah. and falls, right? We You hear people talk, well, I go into the bars, but it's just because I want to lead people to Christ, and that's where all the sinners are. That's stupid. I, I mean, I, forgive me for being so vulgar, but that, that is, that's a, if you look at the Bible, the Bible tells you not to put yourself in the way of sin, and that's exactly what you're doing. When you go into a bar, you you are you are putting yourself in a situation you ought not be in.
1: It's, uh, you know, if you read that verse again there, you know, a person who thinks that he stands, mm-hmm. I've got this, conc- what they're now dealing with is pride. Yeah. I've got this licked. I have, you know, whatever. And I've been 20 months now um, on the wagon. I haven't taken a drink, and I've got, I'm over this now. Yeah. And then they start trusting in themselves. And when they start trusting themselves, you know, Take heed. Lest he fall, and I've said this many times. He, you know, your strong, your greatest strength left unguarded, becomes your greatest weakness. Yeah. And uh, you know, you think, oh well, I'm not, I'm not going to have an affair. I'm not going to have, you know, uh, be a drunk anymore or that type of stuff. Whatever it may be that you think that you have now, victory, is good, and that's what we want. We want to have victory, but don't get to the point and think that now I've got this all settled and uh, I can't fall, yeah. you're likely going to be the person that will fall.
0: Amen. And then the next verse says this, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. I have a quick comment to make there. For everybody who says, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah. That verse, the very beginning of that verse, is, says otherwise, right? E- yeah. Every temptation that you have is common to man. Therefore, it's not, it's not significant just for you. Now, here's where my question comes in. I'm not going to get to all the verses that I wanted to get to, but... But it says after that, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Help me with this if you could, because I've actually heard this described in several different ways. The Bible says, uh, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. What does that mean? Does that does that mean that that God is going to make sure that I am not tempted? Uh, to a degree in which I could not possibly get victory? Is that what that means?
1: I believe, okay, if we go back to Job, we talked about Job last week mm-hmm. there. The devil has no power over us other than what God permits for him to do. And God brings to the devil the attention about Job. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well, what about my servant Job? Oh, well, yeah, I've noticed him, but he only serves you because you... You know, giving Him victory and blessings and that kind of stuff. If you remove all your hand of blessing from Him and allow me to touch Him, you know, stuff there and bring misery to Him, He'll curse you. God knows what we're capable of doing. We're still growing. We're still, you know, it's part of our sanctification when we get saved. We get 100% of salvation, redemption, forgiveness, and stuff there. But we are in a process of being sanctified, being brought into the image of Christ and being yielding to Him. And so, but God knows, you know, He's not quite ready for certain things that maybe another brother can deal with there. God won't allow certain things to come your way. You can't say, oh, but God, this temptation on me was greater than Anyone else can. God knows our levels, and he also guards us. You know, praise God for that. So that helps you in realizing that
0: whatever struggle you're dealing with in life, it's not something that you couldn't possibly get victory on, or God would have kept it from being prevalent in your life to begin with. Exactly. Very good.
1: Well, that's going to be it for today and the week. Tyler, I think we um, uh, unpacked a lot on this subject. I hope it's been a blessing to our listeners. And uh, we wish you a great weekend in the house of the Lord. And we'll be back next Monday at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.